What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Self Helpless. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And we are so excited to be doing a, I think, highly recommended book. This was recommended by Helpster Marie, so thank you. Uh, The book Girl Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Yeah. And you know what? It doesn't have to just be girl. Boy, stop Boy. apologizing, dude. Hey, let's man, all do it. Stop apologizing, <laughs> bra, uh, yeah. bra. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about why you should not let expectations or fears dictate your life. How five hours a week can put you on the right path to following your true passions, and other actionable tips to develop and reach your own personal goals. Oh, yes. Yes. Do we have a quotable? Oh, we sure do. Uh, <laughs> this is from Laurel Thatcher Ulrich. It's a historian. If you've never heard of her. Uh, it's a lady, right? Um, <laughs> I think so, Laurel. I really butchered this quotable, guys. Here we go. Well-behaved women seldom make history. A Love classic. That. I thought that was Marilyn Monroe. Did she you know, just get no. every quote attributed to her? You know, I probably. think she does, yeah. You know when it's just like the, a quote is attributed to like 15 I people for sure and you just kind of pick your favorite, you know? Yeah. I for sure know a girl who has this quote tattooed on her with a dash Marilyn Monroe <laughs> oh, next no. to her. I feel so bad That's for that. That's too I, bad. I absolutely know. <laughs> May West. Oh, yeah. it's attributed so to May West. Everybody says. said it. One person said it. Probably not famous, who never got credit. And then one famous person well, this, took it. And you know, know. who's now said it is you, Delaney Fisher. So if anybody wants to get a tattoo, <laughs> oh, yeah. technically. <laughs> well, this is historian. So I feel like this is. This is probably the lady who probably never is not getting credit until right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're True. welcome. Laurel. I feel like Marilyn Monroe, the one I always think of is if you. If you don't love me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Yeah. That was Marilyn oh, Monroe. That was sure. Marilyn Monroe. That sounds like a yeah. Marilyn quote. Uh-huh. That sounds like something an artist would say during a manic high. <laughs> yes. And then not feel that way at all, like a week later. <laughs> yes. I believe Marilyn famously had uh, BPD. 
It's in like all of her like biographies really? and stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not. Oh, know that. I did not know that. Huh. Yep. There's like if you look up like the people who uh, are famous or have passed on, she's like one of the people that's like yeah, one of, a famous person. I had BBD. no idea. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh wow. Why don't you look at that? Yeah. Well, look at that. yeah. I, I thought that was her quote. Well, I'm pretty sure it's this Ulrich lady. I mean, that just sounds like the right. I mean, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, every, it's true. Every time you Google a quote, five to 15 different people come up. That's on, true. On, on a meme or something. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty much truly impossible to protect your intellectual property. Memes have really, really ruined history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we start off with the social pressures that turn into behavioral patterns? I think we should. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> God, what has happened to us? You guys, it's been a long day. <laughs> it's been such a long day. I'm also very ill, so I yeah. apologize to the listeners if I sound... Hey, stop apologizing, girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, you did that so quickly. That was impressive. I sound gross. Oh, oh, here we go. So, it is human nature to desire attention and care about what others think. Thank Boy, God. you don't have to tell three comedians yeah, that twice. Yeah, we, we figured that shit out. It's yes. probably like when you think about, you know, that like instinct, it's probably so you didn't like get killed by the herd back in the day, right? 100%. You got to be likable so they keep you around, right? So, you have a, a value to the tribe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is not in the book. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> as children, we realize which behaviors reward our t- us reward attention and develop behavioral patterns that we carry into adulthood in different ways. For example, if a child receives caring and attention only when she is sick, perhaps that person will develop a pattern of hypochondria. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Or if a child realizes that they are showered with praise if they achieve certain things, mm, uh, perhaps that person (laughs) will develop workaholism. What? I don't know what that is. What are they even talking about? crazy. Oh my god! I'm not a comedian because I want my dad to love me. Shut up! That doesn't sound like any of us. What a concept! Oh man! So a symptom of growing up in a patriarchal society is that women feel the need to get approval from their typically male authority figures, causing them to feel unsure about stepping out of line or doing things differently. Mm -hmm. For many women, this social pressure results in the need to apologize or ask for approval if they have desires that don't align with traditional expectations. To simplify it, boys are raised to pursue their desires while girls are raised to pursue what they believe is expected of them. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do I do feel like I apologize so much. Yeah. And it's not always it's not always for anything I actually did. I'm just like I like defensively apologize. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, sometimes it's like I don't know, for me it's like the nicer you are, the less like you'll likely you're going to get murdered probably. You yeah, know, like, absolutely. If, if you can just oh, yeah. be the nice person, maybe you're safe because they're like, Which "Okay, they keep true. that locked in their head." Yeah. Well, Delaney said hi to me today. I'm not going to uh-huh. take her down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's a mix. I think it's like a mix of us being kind of afraid that something is going to happen to us and also being raised like be ladylike you know uh-huh. be kind be polite you Has know it, somebody ever bumped into you and you're like i'm sorry yes you're like why i was just being a person i <laughs> yeah, just stand yeah. here but yeah that is i think our instinct a lot of time yeah. uh so the author's double life for years author rachel hollis led a double life half the time she presented herself as a devoted wife and mom who just happened to have a popular lifestyle blog the other half of the time she inhabited a life which included the reality behind that blog a 60-hour work week overseeing a small staff to run her own business of which the blog was only a part so hollis describes that she did this because after having her first kid she felt pressure to be a devoted mom and not focus 
on her career. Oh, oh man, yeah, that dude. makes so much sense. I mean, none of us have kids, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I have always thought about that in terms of like when I have kids, I feel very much like, okay, I have to be at a certain level of success because when I have kids, I'm going to feel like, oh, I have to focus all my attention on this now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is my job now. And mm-hmm. I know that's just going to happen to me. And if I don't have the type of career that I can't just like bail on, yeah. you know, yeah. then because otherwise I, I could totally see myself having kids and feeling too guilty to yeah. keep doing what I do and be away all the time. Right. Yeah. I feel like sometimes when I think about it, it's like I... I get nervous that I wouldn't be doing anything very well. Like, I don't think I'd be a very good mom. and I don't think I'd be a very good business owner because mm. I just feel like my attention would just be constantly, you Ping know, pong-ing. torn. It's like, maybe I should just pick one thing and do it really well. But I know there's plenty of examples out there of people with fantastic careers and or great parents and involved and stuff. And I think it's just trying to find those examples more so than the other examples and kind of hold on to that if it you is can, hard you know if it's yeah. a want of yours to do both yeah you know absolutely so next up don't let other people's expectations define you oh so hard to do years of social pressure can cause many women to develop behaviors and habits that enable them to just fit in but ask yourself does being like other women really make you happy and fulfilled Also, when considering the goals or pursuits that would bring them intrinsic happiness, many women feel guilty for wanting something that others seemingly do not. But the truth is you shouldn't let other people determine your self-worth or make you feel guilty or ashamed of pursuing what you want from life. To break free of these deeply rooted behaviors, stop focusing on meeting someone else's expectations. Do you guys feel like that in terms of just not being sure if you want to have kids? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you've talked about that. Yeah. Well, I, I I went back and forth for for a while up until recently. I think the last time we all kind of talked about this, I think Kelsey was more of a no. Taylor's pretty much a hard yes. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of in the middle. And since then, you know, Cam and I have talked about how we really don't think we want them. And if we do at some point, we'll look into adoption and all that. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, everybody in my family pretty much has kids. I think it's just kind of like an expected not expected, but I, it's, it's normalized, obviously. Right. So it's like you get married, you have kids. Um, I don't know. It's just something that feels like the next step for most people. And if you don't want that, it becomes weird talking right. about it because people are always asking you mm-hmm. about it, you know, yeah. because it is normalized. Well, I think we've doubled down on the things that are not normalized because we're pursuing careers that are very like in male dominated fields and do kind of require putting a lot of personal life things to the side. Whereas Mm -hmm. some of my friends um, pursued like pretty normal, just day to day sort of careers and jobs, knowing that they wanted to make family a priority. Mm -hmm. So I think when you Mm -hmm. choose career that also can like push kids back away. So it's, it's like a twofer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because we, I feel like, we don't get this so much because we live in Los Angeles, but I know a very common thing um, for women is if they don't want to have kids, people view them as like selfish. Like, oh, you're too selfish. That's that why you're not going to have kids. Weirdest thing and I've I, ever heard. But you can, I think you could see it from a different angle, especially like people in our business. Mm-hmm. I almost feel selfish having kids with the job oh. I have because uh-huh. it's like, oh, I'm going to have kids and I'm going to be away from them most of the time right. and like fuck them up that way. Like, so for me, having kids feels selfish. Dude, that, ho- that whole thing, that is the most asinine comment I, I know. hear about not becoming a mom. Seriously, that has been said in conversation like around me and I have to, 
zip it up because I'm like, what are you're and saying? It's selfish to it's, not. It's have selfish them? to not have kids. Yeah. Let's put it this way: objectively, as a planet, it's very, it's selfish, very selfish to have kids. Absolutely, because there's so many kids out there that need homes that you could adopt. I'm not saying, look, if you've had kids, that's fantastic you know, personal choice. I'm just saying, if you looked at it objectively, people who are not having kids are actually doing something great for the planet. And like you said, it's like, if you have a very busy career and you think that your kids might suffer, why, Mm -hmm. why do that? Why do that? Why don't you just be like a really great aunt or, you know, when, when, you know, work slows down, you could be a a foster parent or something like that. But I always thought that was so weird. It's like, why, how am I selfish to my hypothetical children? By right? not having yeah. them. Like, I've been called selfish before because of that. And I'm like, that mm. doesn't make any sense to me mm. at all. Like, there's a baby up in heaven going, you piece of shit. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this was supposed like, to be my year. I was <laughs> like, and what, what, I, I'm selfish just because I want to live my life. Like, how come I'm not allowed to have wants and desires for my life? Why does my worth depend on some bringing somebody else into the world? That's just yeah. such a weird. I don't like when people say that about people who don't want to have kids. It's so strange. People get so concerned about other people's choices that have nothing to do with them. Like they project so much of their own stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Ugh, I, I sound, know. I sound so sick. Oh. <laughs> like the longer this goes on, I'm like, I sound horrible. Oh. Okay. So, um, so next section, make time for your goals. We've all dismissed an exciting new idea with the response, I don't have time. Brace yourself for some tough love. This is an excuse that needs to be banished from your mind. Stop looking for free time and start making time for your goals. Take ownership of your life. Accept responsibility for your happiness by taking control over your time and schedule. First, create a schedule that lists every hour that you currently spend your how oh every hour how you sp- currently spend your time then find a minimum of 5 hours anywhere in the week to commit to actively pursuing your goal like try that. out mm-hmm. this new plan for the week ahead eventually you will find ways to expand the time um on your goals basically I love that. yeah yeah well and it's a lot like what you've said before on here Dell where it's like Instead of saying, I don't have time to do that or I can't do it, it's like, no, it's just not a priority. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that was like a quotable at some point where it's like, the truth is when you say you don't have time, just try, start saying it's not a priority and see how that feels to you. Yeah. So I use the excuse like, oh, I don't have time to work out today. I don't have time to go eat healthy. I don't have, right? It's like, actually, it's not a priority to work out and eat healthy, which makes me feel terrible yeah. because I'm like, my self-care should be a priority. Right. Mm-hmm. And so say that to yourself and see how it feels yeah you know i think that's really good i couldn't agree more with like breaking your day down hour by hour and at least doing that in a planner like scheduling what your day should be like Mm -hmm. putting the word lunch in your day like that should be part of your day putting the word shower yeah Yeah. you should have like a more realistic idea of what your day-to-day is because i think a lot of us write out the things we think we're going to accomplish in a day and then we Mm -hmm. get to about 4 p.m we're like well, fuck. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to get even half of this done, but it's because we didn't set ourselves up to achieve even half of that. Yeah. Because we're not being realistic about like, oh, there's actually so many other things I have to do that's just self-care. Yeah. Not even like treating yourself, just like having a fucking bowel movement. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's more than, it's yeah. more than that. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I have to write fun in my calendar. Yeah, me too. I have to either write fun or I have to put the activity like walk take bath yeah you know yeah. like or uh-huh. else i won't do it i won't make it a priority so i'm the same like i have to have like a visual yeah. reminder like all right you have to make time for this and you ha- and then you can tr- cross it off your list you know so that's my reward if yeah. i treat myself to uh, <laughs> i think self-care. that's why i'm always in a relationship because that f- that's the only excuse i feel like i can take for taking time off where i'm like oh i'm working oh. on my relationship so i'm still working so uh, we're on something, but it's my relationship it's with another well, human being. Sex, which Dude, is fun. Yeah. Which is a fun, that's a fun job. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun homework. I yeah. remember feeling that way when I first started dating Cam because it was like, oh my God, I'm knocking off so many things off the list like at once. I'm like spending time with my boyfriend. I'm relaxing. You know, I'm watching a movie. Like yep. I was just, <laughs> it was like a very weird calculated thing. But it's yeah. hard to do that on your own to just mm-hmm. sit down and watch yes. a movie and yeah. be tired. It was like an external account, like an accountability partner. It's like, yeah. all right, we watch TV together now. This is a task I'm doing. Yeah. Activity. <laughs> We're such psychos. We really are. Uh, don't let fear of what others will think stand in your way. Many women have the fear of what will they think ringing in their ears when they consider pursuing a goal. But the truth is sometimes we need to be, quote unquote, selfish in order to accomplish our goals. The author described a story her father told her about the start of his PhD. His professor told him and his peers that they must be selfish with their time in order to handle the grueling coursework ahead. Otherwise, their family and friends would talk them out of their pursuit. Ooh, I've definitely been that friend. Like, when my friends are like, med school's so hard. I'm like, why are you doing it? Yeah. (laughs) If I were friends with everyone, no one would ever be doctors or lawyers. Because I'm just like, that sounds like shitty. Why are you doing that? Why would you do that? (laughs) Um, So the next time you're considering changing your behavior out of fear of what others think, remember this. There are two types of people in the world stupid judgmental jerks and nice non-judgmental people well that's one black and white way to look at it i (laughs) don't necessarily agree agree with that that. i don't agree with that okay rachel there's like a grave or like fun assholes in there in the you know middle (laughs) absolutely i think i'd like to put myself in the fun asshole category (laughs) sounds way better than either of those uh, it's a very like Slytherin house and a very Hufflepuff house. I know, it really <laughs> Those is. Those are two extremes. Uh, uh, judgmental jerks will always find something to judge. Don't waste your time worrying about what they think. I mean, I agree. With yeah, that. I agree with that. There right. are people who are particularly judgmental and, and you're just like, all you hear them do is talk shit and you're like, okay, well, you're going to talk shit about me too and I can't take that personally because that's all you do. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when you let other people's opinions get in your way, you're giving up your power and letting other people's opinions dictate your life. Only you know what's best for you. Besides, more often than not, people spend far less time thinking about you than you suspect, mm-hmm. which is very true. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you guys experience stuff like this when you decided to pursue stand-up? People trying to talk us out of it? Yeah. I honestly didn't. Um which is probably the only reason I'm here <laughs> because I really? like, Oh, my parents were like, take a year off like from school and focus on standup. And then I was like, Oh, I'm going to like quit school. And they were like, okay, well you're going to go back. Right. But I'm like, you guys said yeah. to wow. take time off and focus on standup. Yeah. So like, 
Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I had anybody try to talk me out of stand up besides me. But I tried to talk myself out of it pretty hard yeah. for years. I did. Yeah. And I had everybody else being like, "No, you need to do this." Right. I think a lot of people thought it was like a phase, which I guess technically it was. Now uh, <laughs> I think people thought it was a phase, a six and a half year phase. Um, and then uh, I guess like took it more seriously, like when I was taking it more seriously. I don't really know, but yours um, wasn't a phase. That's like a chapter. Yeah, yeah a chapter, <laughs> a chapter. But I would get questions on like when I was going to get a different job. You know, oh. like when am I gonna get the real job or yeah, like yeah. Or, you know oh, yeah. and then I would just get people who didn't really understand, like they thought I was doing stand up because I couldn't get other jobs. You know what I mean? And I was like, No, this is like I'm actively pursuing yeah. this thing or comedy writing or whatever it was and um so like I would get you know, like, why don't you just why don't you just like work at a Macy's or you know yeah. like you know like that kind of thing? Yeah. I'm like, what do you talk? What do you mean? I'm choosing this. I know it's hard to believe. But like you're dancing <laughs> behind a hat. Like, yeah. I, like I maybe like they they. I think because in the beginning it can be tough, like making money and yeah. making ends meet and all that stuff. And I think when people see you as like maybe not having a lot of money, they think that you can't get a job that pays better or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, oh no, I'm actually like this is this is the the cost of maybe pursuing this for a while. Yeah. I know that I I've been lucky enough to get jobs that pay very well and have all the benefits and corporate stuff but i'm actually choosing to leave that to do this thing so i think that's where like the help was coming from like yeah oh you know you could probably do something like be a flight attendant Ah! you know you would be a good flight attendant Um, you'd be great you'd be such a fun one yeah like pretzels you like tossing it to people who are sleeping you'd be fun you'd be a good time in the sky i feel like you like slip somebody a joint Let's do this in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah. I I do actually think at one point I was on the phone with my dad, like talking about my road schedule and how tough it was. And he was like, well, you're not going to do this forever. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was Mm. like, well, you'll you'll write or you'll be a producer or something like still within this realm, but was just like, well, yeah, this is just temporary. You're not going to be a traveling circus forever. (laughs) And I was like, no, this is like my job. Like this is what I want. I'm like, I would like to travel more at a higher level. Like it was a few years ago now. But yeah, um, yeah, and I think even like reaching certain goals within your desired profession, you can be worried about what other people are going to think. I mean, like I'm, I'm worried about that with this special coming out. Like I know there are people who are nice to my face, mm. who are going to talk shit. Mm, and yeah. if I was worried about people talking shit, like if we were worried about people talking shit every time we did something on television, yeah. right. we would never do anything because right. it would be, it would drive us insane. Yeah, you know? it's part of the territory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sent my, uh, this is like a, I mean, sort of a side note to fuck, I guess. I sent uh, my intro to my special to a friend of mine yeah. and he wrote back and was just like, Oh, first off, super awesome. Uh, but I'm not a big fan of like this type of intro, but the lighting looks good. And I was like, oh, I should have been. And I just said to him, I said, I should have been more clear. This is the intro. It is locked and we feel great about it. Um, and he was like, oh, he's like, did I mention I love this type of intro? And I was like, all right, that's fine. You can, you know, like people will just try you to, need like, to say who it is afterward. I'll tell you afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, it was just one of those things where I was like, oh, you thought I was sending this to you for, for your <laughs> approval. Right. And I wasn't. Right. I was just trying to share right. something with you right. as a friend. And just clearly, great job. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just be like, oh, very cool. Thanks for sharing. And instead to get like a note back, I was like, Yuck. okay. Yeah. yeah. Yuck. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my, I say that to say people are going to give you their opinions, whether you ask for them or not. And yeah, she's right. If you are constantly living in fear of those negative opinions, it's going to oh, paralyze they're you. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're coming. They're Hold coming. On. Hold on. Right. Diet. 
another thing you do, adopt useful behaviors in pursuit of your goals. So embrace your ambitions and look at some good behaviors you can adopt to increase the changes of successfully reaching your goals. First, stop asking for permission. You have all the authority you need to follow your life's goals. Next, focus on one dream at a time. It's tempting to spread your ambition across multiple goals as it reduces the stakes, but this is also... This also means there's less chance of anything significant happening. As the author puts it, when everything is important, nothing is important. Mm -hmm. That's a great yeah. quote. That's God like that damn. quote, if you try to please everybody, you'll please nobody. Is yeah. that Bill Cosby? Right. <laughs> Bill Cosby is, I don't know what the key to success is, but I know the key to failure is trying to make everybody happy. That's what it oh, is. Yeah. Oh, what's, the, what's the quote? Like, that. if you stand for everything, you stand for nothing? Yeah. There you all go. those are great. All of them. These are all you know who said all of them? Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Got a tattooed on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, embrace the 10-10-1 plan. So think 10 years ahead from now and how you'd like your life to look. Get as specific and detailed as you can. Visualize and write down everything about this future life, where you'll be living, what your day-to-day -day is like, even what clothes you're wearing. Then think of the goals that will help make this imagined future a reality. Next, from those 10 goals... Pick the one goal that you believe to be the most important. Follow this by making your one big goal sig significant, specific, and measurable. For example, I want to be better at managing money is not as clear as I have $10,000 in my savings account. Finally, write down your 10 dreams every single day. Not as I wish or I want statements, but as though they have already come true. This will help you organize and measure your goals and keep you motivated. Like yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, Is it the, I would. think that's the 10 10 10 plan. Oh. Ten oh no no no! Well, ten ten one because you pick you one, pick specific, one goal. specific goal. Okay, that makes sense. I was like, what's the one? But it's okay. So you think yeah. of ten years from now, yeah. and then you pick ten goals, and then you pick Once. one sp uh -huh. big specific. Do you one. guys have? Uh, like a 10 year like if you had to think of 10 years from now what it would look no, like for you I yes. hate doing that shit <laughs> really? I have such a hard time 10 really? years yeah 10 years is so far when you're 40 you don't know what you want your life to look like at 40 no <laughs> oh, okay. What's yours? I mean I would like to be uh, touring theaters and have uh, a family that's yeah, but nice. that's I mean, I can do that. Like, say, sort of like, those are like vague. Do you have like what this is talking about where it's like, you Specific. know what clothes you're going to wear? And every day I'm wearing what I wear every day now. <laughs> I'm going to keep wearing this. I get uh, anxiety when it's like, draw exactly what house you'll be living in. I'm just like, and then I can't do any of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's like very specific. I feel like that's more. Well, well, it's more to just keep you focused. Doesn't yeah. it feel like that? Well, that's pretty specific because instead of saying I want to be touring nationally and blah, yeah. blah, blah, you're like, I want to be touring theaters and mm -hmm. I want to have a family, yeah. you know? Like, that's pretty specific. Yeah. You know? Maybe start with those and, and then, then work down, down for like your next eight. Be like, okay, well, how would I get to those? Oh, like, right. okay, yeah, I yeah. probably need to make a TV show or I'd probably need to build my podcast or whatever it is. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Or like, oh, I want to be. Uh, a lawyer, a high-powered lawyer living in New York. It's like, okay, well, what do you have to do to do that? Uh, first, right. you got to save up to move. Then yeah. you got to, you know, get an internship. Like, I think if you break it down a little bit more, yeah, that could be really helpful, especially if you have 10 goals. I mean, have you ever tried to set 10 goals in a row? You will get very overwhelmed. Oh, so I yeah. think it's helpful oh, yeah. to have them all sort of interconnected, I almost have, like yeah. steps. Yeah, I have one big goal indefinitely now, and that's just to create enough passive income for myself that I basically 
don't work. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. I work, but my work goes on without me. I oversee. Yeah. Uh, you know, also still have a handful. A handful You're a dictator. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. A handful of one-on-one um, clients and stuff because I really like that work a lot. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think yeah, just like so I can just I don't know, live my life, visit family, travel with friends, whatever. Will you still Volunteer. be doing dick mugs then? You know, that's a good question. Only time will tell. Because then my dictator pun comes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Real clutch. I, I see what you're doing there. Oh, Girl, start works. apologizing is what I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare tell me to apologize for dick puns, Delaney Fisher. No, I you're loved the king it. Of them. I loved it. I need to stop being so timid about goals. I've said yeah. this before on yeah. a podcast and I still haven't changed that. Okay, do What's it right up now. What's with me? What do you I'm want in so 10 years, Kelsey? to like be disappointed so I don't make... Oh. Because I used yeah. to do that. I used to make these really specific... I would like artist way the fuck out of it and I'd be like, I'm doing these specific things in five years. But then if it didn't happen exactly how I wanted it to within that year, then I'd feel like mm. let down. Mm-hmm. I so think- I was like, well, I'm not going to want for anything. Mm, and yeah. then... Mm. Well, that's that quote. That's the quote I was thinking of when I was thinking about a quote that's attributed to everybody, um, which is uh, expect nothing and you'll never be disappointed. I said that to my psychiatrist this week and she was just like, you want to live that way? I was like, I mean, it checks out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, like the cam way to live, yeah. right? Yeah, cautiously optimistic. Right. Yes, absolutely. And you're always like pleasantly surprised when something good happens. Yeah, right. And I think there's something to that. But I think you i think maybe not putting a time limit on it would help like yeah it stresses me out when you say like i want to do because i've done that too where i'm like i'm gonna do this this year and usually that doesn't happen but if i say this is a goal of mine yeah even if i make it at the beginning of the year if i don't put that that deadline on it yeah i do find that it happens eventually and usually sooner than i think same yeah i for sure experienced that or it's like the things i I feel so like happy for so many successes in my career but it's so impossible in this business to know exactly when it's going to happen so it's hard to just be like okay in this neat little 12 month time frame right yeah maybe i just have to like reframe it in my mind yeah because i don't want to feel afraid of making goals i used to be such a big goal person and then in the last like year or two i don't know why i stopped making them yeah Yeah. well that's why i I kind of like the whole like set an intention of some kind also instead of like a you know that you're really not disappointed with an intention and then every time you work towards it you feel like successful so if my intention going into 2020 is like to focus more on my wellness and my health Every time I eat a healthy meal, I'm doing it. Every time I'm yes. exercising, I'm doing it. Versus I'm going to work out three times a week for the entire year. And then one week goes by, I don't do it. I feel like shit. And I'm like, well, what's the freaking point? Just turn yeah. back now. Where's my bagels at? Yeah. You know, like, so I don't know. I kind of like, I like a mix of stuff. I think having, I like having a big vision of what I really want my life to look like. And then being open to pivoting along the way. Because I didn't know I would be doing this at all. Yeah. Like when I first started, you know, stand up and then to writing and, you know, this and then the dick stuff and then consulting. And now I'm building courses of like what I couldn't have pictured this. And this is way cooler than anything I would have written back then. Yeah. So it's like uh, I'm kind of open to whatever 10 years from now looks like, because I don't know. Sometimes I feel like if I'm working, my my big vision changes like every six months. Mm -hmm. I know. 
So the I don't time know. Time goes so fast. Like yeah. we're about to record our year wrap up episode after this, and it's like, don't you guys feel like we were just making New Year's resolutions? Like literally, yeah. <laughs> this was the longest yesterday. year of my life. <laughs> I feel like this year has been so long. Oh, I feel like it's yeah. gone so fast. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's been crazy. Ooh. Wow. You want to talk about how to develop foundational practices? practices I can do that. Yes. So in order to effectively pursue your dreams, you need to have foundational practices that empower you. Develop a healthy lifestyle. This can be accomplished in many different ways, but should include exercise, proactive mental health, and healthy sleep and eating habits. Surround yourself with, with an empowering community. You should be with others who enlighten, educate, and make you better. Learn how to say no uh-huh. if you have a decision to make and the answer isn't an obvious hell yes uh then it should probably be an honest and polite no which we've talked about yeah i love that uh so much oh this stuff is so hard to i love that foundational practices because it really is like when your life starts falling apart you're like okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh man, if I were sleeping better and eating right, this would probably be a lot more manageable. And when things tend to get away from you, that's the first thing to go. Also just saying no. I mean, that's usually the answer when I'm overwhelmed is like, oh, I just need to say no to more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is wrong with me? I'm like taking on way too much. I don't have the mental or physical energy for any of this. And it is empowering to say no. And it is empowering to take care of yourself. And a lot of times in order to take care of yourself, your mental health, your physical health, you get enough sleep, eat right. You have to say no to things and to people in order to be on top of all that. Absolutely. I I feel like I've gotten pretty good at saying no. I used to be really bad at it, but I think I've gotten a lot better with that. Oh, I think so too. I I think like, yeah, I'm just... Yeah, sometimes I'm like, how many times can I say no this week? Let's see. You know? <laughs> well, you do it once and it's empowering, yeah. Yeah, you realize, oh, the world will not crumble if I say no. Like yeah. you think like, oh my God, it's all there. People are going to hate me. Everything's going to fall apart, you know? Like, but yeah. yeah, people are adults. <laughs> yeah, they'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, we have an iTunes review of the episode yes, from Annie Liz One or Liz L. I'm not sure. Uh, absolutely love this podcast. I listen every week. The girls are hilarious and inspirational. Thank you for the variety of topics. Ah, thank you so much, That's Annie. So nice. Thank you for so taking nice. time to share some kind words. If you guys haven't already, please go give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. It keeps us on the charts. It helps us move up the charts. You know, spread the word about the show. It helps us a ton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have some definitely major segments. Segments, yes, we do. Delaney, well, is there something you'd like to share with the helpsters? I mean, that they I don't guess. already know from 
stalking you online. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's kind of a good shit. I'm engaged. Woo! Yay! Here's the ring, YouTube. Um, it's yes, so beautiful. Cam Crush is, yeah, if you guys want to know how I knew I'd be getting engaged, feel free to join Patreon and listen to a few of those episodes. Oh my um, God. Patreon.com slash self-helpless. Um, but Cam killed it. Oh my God. He, um, he made me a vi- you guys saw the video it was he so made good. me a very funny video and so a few weeks before he did it he told me that he was helping a friend like make a short film which is not abnormal because we've both done that with friends and stuff yeah. and a lot of our friends are filmmakers and so yeah he basically said oh yeah they want me to play like a part in it and it's like i'm playing a game show host and it's like a weird like dream sequence scene or something I'm like oh that sounds fun cool and then a few weeks go by i totally forgot he had done it and um it was like the wednesday before thanksgiving i'm like wrapping up work i am so gross i've not showered my <sighs> pants were unbuttoned like when i got engaged anyway so i was so gross <laughs> is there anything <laughs> more on brand you've ever heard in your entire like, goddamn life no sweaty i had been working all day it was a really busy day and cam had asked a couple times earlier in the day like hey um you know brian sent the video like do you want to check it out and see this thing and i'm like yeah let's let's do it can we do it like after lunch though can we do it you know and i was like putting it off and then uh you know around like 4 30 or something uh finally watched the video and it's cam on screen playing a game show host and then playing all of the contestants on the game show and it didn't hit me high anything. production value yeah, I yeah, mean a so lot good. of editing he's his own body double it's yeah, yeah crazy. shout out to uh, Brian uh, Matt and Aaron for helping with that um, seriously it was so funny uh, so I'm not thinking anything of it because he set up that lie so well I'm like okay this is it's an interesting part of the short film nobody's going to understand this because all the questions were like inside jokes about our relationship so around halfway through the video, I think I realized what was going on. I was like, wait, is this? And I kind of looking at him. And then there was one very clear part in the video uh, where I knew I was getting proposed to. Because it was like one of the questions was like, when did you first tell Delaney Fisher you loved her? And then Cam answers. And it was like, November 27th, 2016, three years from today. And then looks at the camera and I'm like, wait a minute. Is this- What's happening here? Oh, <laughs> what's going oh my God. And then the video ends and Cam's looking like, do you know what's going on? I was like, I think so. And then he pulls the ring from the couch cushion. <laughs> he was hiding it in the couch cushion. And then asked, yeah, asked if he will he marry me. And it was very cute. It was, it was super so funny. Mean. It was very cute. It's maybe a great I, video. Maybe Blue. I'll share it on Patreon. <laughs> It blew our minds. Yeah. I mean, Kane came on the podcast and absolutely killed. Yeah. I mean, killed the proposal. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Cam, I mean, <laughs> he really. Crazy how yeah. good it was. Planning and thought. Yeah. You know, yeah. I. And you then, can't compare. You can't compare proposals because yeah, everything is special and also like. Also different. Customized for the person. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you guys, because you guys are more, I think, like private. Yeah. And Cam doesn't want like on camera stuff like that. Right. It was perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It was so good. Perfect. He did a good he job. Did such a good job. He did. And then he ordered us dinner and he had like wine and flowers for me and all that stuff that Aww. he like was keeping in the car. <laughs> oh <laughs> he kept God. the ring at work and stuff. Like I had, oh. yeah, yeah, I really did not think it was going to be happening around the holidays. I really yeah. thought it was going to be more so in the spring. So. Taylor and I were screaming. We were, we were like sending <laughs> voice messages to Billy, like, oh my <laughs> God. God. <laughs> my jaw is to the floor. <laughs> Kane was like, was 
fuck. He <laughs> did so good. Like, yeah. Kane was like, shit, man. Kane did a good did. job, too. Yes, he Kane did. killed it. Yeah, he, he I did. mean, Kane couldn't have done a better yeah. job. Yeah. 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 I'm very happy with it. So, beautiful yeah. ring. You know, Cam's going to be my husband. Look at that. That's that's very strange. And you know what's weird is the contentment with Cam episode came out. I know. Like, right after you guys got engaged. And I'm like, dude, you knew. Had he Like, he had Did this he plan yeah. for, like, two or three months or something. And I'm like, you you knew the whole time. And, like, nothing slipped. And, like, I mean, I also, couldn't believe he kept it to himself. I love that he did it the day before Thanksgiving <laughs> so that you could go and, like, show so off good. your ring yeah. to your family. I mean... Oh, yeah. He did Beautiful. a good job, dude. Killed it. He yeah. did. Also, very, very impressed. He did not even like consult with anybody. No, about he told what to nobody. do. Nobody. Yeah. He told so there was no nobody. way you were ever gonna find out. No. It's not like somebody. Like that's impressive. All credit on him. Like yeah. Yeah. his idea. Fucking beautiful. He yeah. told his he three friends. So good. Yeah. The three the the three friends who helped him film it were the only people he he who knew. Like he oh, didn't tell any yeah. of our family. That's, no friends. No family. Nothing. That's amazing. Like I love that. It's so good. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like I was happy with my proposal this year and it's because delaney told him what to do and no. then my sisters executed it i did oh. like, i just i just i just asked and he was like that's the plan mm. like, oh, but like no it's plan. it's extra imp- i think a lot of guys do that and it's extra yeah. impressive when they like have the idea on their own which kane and cam both did yeah, yeah. but then did. we're like this is the plan i'm yeah. doing it kane did ask it's me for impressive. the restaurant recommendation though and i said hey i know oh, this yeah. place and that's he true. used it but you know and i'm yeah. glad I'm glad he did. I mean, who fucking knows where he went? But no, he's got just in the in and out parking lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but I love that restaurant. Um, That was great. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I just can't believe it actually happened. I really thought I, you know, it'd be several more months. So it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. The ring's so you too. Oh my god, I I know. It's and we picked it out two years ago or something. (laughs) Forever. Seriously, last October I found it with Kelsey. Has it been that long? Yeah, it was like last October. I found what? it with you, and I and Crazy. we were like, "Oh, we should probably send Cam this information yeah. for when he's ready." Oh, I and love it. Here it is. Well, congratulations, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. So happy for y'all. Yeah. Okay. And Kelsey, Taylor, and Kane are gonna roast us at our wedding reception. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I am so excited. I can't believe you want us to do that. <laughs> I already I mean, know. I already know what I'm doing. That is I'm a so, recipe for disaster. That is like the greatest wedding gift I could imagine. It was like, oh. That's one thing I know I want at my wedding is you guys roasting us. And I'm like, you guys have all the material you need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> for you guys. Like, not for me. You're going to rip guys. us to shreds. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. There's so much. I mean, there's so, I mean, I could roast myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's going to be fun. Well, it's going to be a good time. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. You asked for it. We yes, did. I know. I'm like, it's it just is public <laughs> record. Let the record show on this episode of Self Helpless that Delaney wanted this for some weird, yes, fucked up, masochistic reason. Do you um, have a segment, Kelsey? I do. Speaking of masochistic, um, I got my first full Brazilian sugaring waxing. <gasps> oh, God. What is, where'd the sugar go? And Worst. when I tell you. That it was without a doubt one of the worst pains of my life. I am not exaggerating. Oh, geez. so let me give a little backstory. For like over a decade, I have waxed myself at home using like the Sally Hansen bikini wax strips or whatever. Um, but there are places in your nethers that like I just did not have the strength of spirit to ever wax myself. But, oh, so I, but yeah, the but strength <laughs> of spirit. I not in my heart. I couldn't. I mean, I hate myself enough to become a stand-up comedian, but not enough to, like, 
do labia majora <laughs> by myself. That is another level of hating yourself, and I'm just not there. So I, for years, have always done, like, the bikini area mostly, you know what I mean, which is, like, the sides and the front, all that shit. But, yeah, I, I could never bring myself to do that, so I would just shave the other parts. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I want to I wanna give this a try. I keep seeing sugaring pop up. I've heard that it can, like, basically make it so that hair hardly ever grows back there, which is kind of cool. And sugaring is supposed to be um, much better for you than waxing itself because mm. it's just – it's, like, just getting the hair. It's not ripping the skin. So there was, like, mm. no bleeding. There's no, no bleeding or anything like that. It's literally just sugar, water, and lemon juice. So, so why does like it hurt so bad? Super, it's super sticky. It's ripping oh. out your hairs. Oh, God. But you're not uh, bleeding? Enlarge, oh, enlarge God. chunks at a time. Oh, Let, when I tell you she did a lip at a time, I'm talking <gasps> top to bottom in oh. one motion. I thought I was going to pass out. Oh. And oh. I walked in a little cocky thinking like, I've been doing this to myself for 10 years. Like... I got. I'm coming in on a different level than somebody who's never had this done before, and uh, I think I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Oh, oh my god! Wow, I was covered in sweat. Oh my don't god. It, like don't wear something that you don't want to get sweaty. Like wear a sports bra or something. I wore a regular bra, and I had to take it off and walk out of there with my bra in my hand, oh. <laughs> like I'd been mugged. <laughs> And well, you were. I was. As was. I think that's an Amy Schumer joke. They stole all her hair, all her hair or something oh, like that. Oh. It might be an old Amy Schumer joke, but um, I, there was so much pain. Court. It's it's so much. It's so much adrenaline. Yeah. And there's nowhere for it to go because I'm not gonna like scream in front of this woman. So every time she rips, you're just like, <sighs> and I was like, do people usually like react like? And she's like, oh my god, you're being like a trooper. Most people are like pushing their hands against the back wall and like oh, screaming God. no <laughs> and it it just took a really like longer than i thought it would how long did it take um i mean it felt like an eternity it probably <laughs> lasted eight minutes but it was That's like a long time for you did every everything hair. everything okay everything oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I God. don't want to have not nothing. a hair did, left. Did they put like did they like oil it up after? Your I mean, they do parts? like a little wipe, yeah, to like make sure it's like clean or whatever. Oh my God! Oh my God! So I had all this. I, I just I've never experienced something like this. My body created all this adrenaline from the pain, and it didn't have anywhere to go. And so after I left, I was walking on the street with my bra in my hand, which I'd like completely sweat through, and I was alternating between laughing hysterically and starting to sob. Oh my god! <laughs> and I called Kane, and I was like, I, can't I was like, I can't. I don't know. I would like start like crying a little bit, and I would just start laughing like hysterically, and I couldn't breathe. And he's like, "What is happening?" I sounded like the Joker. I just looked disheveled and out of my mind. So, oh, oh my god, I'm just just a word of warning. Apparently, if you go the first time, is the most painful because after then you're supposed to go once a month, and it's like right in the sweet spot of when it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Uh-huh. But I will say, I got home and looked in the mirror at it, and I was like. I'm running for president. Like I have never felt more confident and powerful in my life. Like that shit looks good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I oh felt great. Oh God. So you're gonna go back and do it again? I scheduled my next appointment while I was there. Oh my god. 
even though I was <gasps> traumatized. Oh. That's how like good the results are where you're like, well, I want it to look like this all the time. Oh my God. So I guess I, I will endure it. And it's supposed to never be that painful again. I feel oh like lasering God. hurts less than all of this. I don't know. I heard that dude. lasering hurts a lot too though. I've, really? I've heard it felt like rubber bands. Lasering was fine. It was yeah. not that bad. There's a couple little like, uh, like a little bit of a twinge or whatever, but nothing like that. No yeah. sob laughing in the parking lot. After I lasering. really want you both to do it just oh to talk God. about it on the podcast. <laughs> no, so I, I know what. Way. Come on. Come I on, tried man. to get waxed once and I gave up halfway through. Oh my. Because God. I worked at a waxing salon and they were like, oh, like you can do your first one free or whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. And it was like, I only did like a bikini. I didn't even do the full thing. Oh. And I gave, I was like, I cannot. This is, <sighs> this is not okay. Oh. You were, were you trying to get us to go this yes. time? Yes. I tried <laughs> to get you both to go with me this time. You both bailed. And I was like, well, I'm still going to go. <laughs> Fuck, I really wish you guys would have come with me. Well, I had just shaved. so Because you have to oh, like grow it yeah, out it a little bit. Yeah, it has to be bit. like a certain length. Yeah, 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 for the wax to be able to get it. But like, oh. Wow. I just don't think I ever need it to be bald like that. Yeah, I, I mean, it would don't... be nice, but I don't know if I wouldn't be. That's what you think, and anything. then you do it, and it's like, this needs to be. Yeah, if you feel great about it, that's. I just like, I've never met a dude who cared enough, and I don't want to. So yeah. I'm like, like I've never dated anybody who made a comment about yeah. hair at all in yeah. any way. Yeah. And anytime I've made a comment where I'm like, oh, I need to whatever, they're just like, oh, I don't care. And so I'm like, okay, well, if you don't care, right? Then I'm just gonna do what I feel good about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, yeah. I can do with a razor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just yeah. hope it just falls out at some point in old age. <laughs> I hope it just goes away. So that's a thing that happens in old age. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's just like it thins and just turns into a tumbleweed and just blows off your crotch. It just just thins out and it grays over time, and then you can barely see it. That's what I'm gonna hold out. Oh, good luck, bitch! I don't know the chances of that happening. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was. I really wish you guys would do it oh just so God. I know what like your reaction oh. to it is. Oh it's, I know my, my reaction would be just horror. Awful. We did have to take a break for a second. Yeah. She I, asked yeah. me at one point, she was like, do you want to like take a breather for like a minute? And I was like, yes, please. Let me. I can't even uh. like tweeze one hair down there, let alone rip the entire shit off. <sighs> oh. oh my God. It was. That, no, I, I, don't, I think I've heard I'm sugaring okay. is worse than waxing, right? In terms pain. of pain. <sighs> yeah. And yeah. nobody told me that. Nobody told me <laughs> that part of it. Why would you do that it. instead of waxing that? Because of the, of the skin the thing? Skin thing? The, I mean, it it looks great. There is yeah. no, there's no like... Irritation. Irritation. There's no, there's no ble- bleeding. I mean, it was a little like swollen the first day. <laughs> <Yeah>. My crotch <laughs> be red for a week. Oh my God. It looks great. Way. There's no irritation. I mean, it's swollen. <laughs> it looks like the eye. But yeah. Oh yeah, my God. I mean, you know. <laughs> I did, you know, I had to pull myself apart to pee, but right, it's fine. That, I know. And the manicure yeah. tool story when I talk about my vagina, like actually swelling shut when I say it yeah. looks like Rocky's eye turned sideways. Yeah. <laughs> it looks, I don't know if it looked full. It wasn't fully like that. But I just mean, like, yeah, you just, just ripped all your hair out. Like, it's a little mad at you for the first day. Mm-mm. But then, like, once that subsides, it's fucking awesome. Eyebrows. I can even get my eyebrows waxed. Oh, really? Let alone my entire crotchal region. There's oh. no way. The last okay, I was I got the last time I had my eyebrows waxed, they freaking took a chunk off on accident. Ooh, I'd be yeah. afraid my whole fucking twat would be ripped off. 
Well, you know I mean? it's not gonna happen. No, they were they were pros. Yeah, like oh, there goes my clit. Hey, <laughs> oh, nice you. knowing but you. Thank you. So good. It really, it's. Oh. You guys should try it once. Oh, I felt like a warrior. Oh. Oh, I just, I you know, I guess if somebody paid me to do it and paid for the service, perhaps like, or if it was a dare. It felt like, like a, a fear factor bet. challenge. Yeah, like we're, a lost it, bet. As it's happening, you're like, we're, we're not supposed to do this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're really not. Like that yeah. hair just, you know, biologically speaking is there for, for reason. many reasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, I guess this isn't something they're supposed to well, deal with. that's nice. Kelsey played God. And, um, <laughs> I'm keeping my bush. Taylor, do you have any <laughs> segments? <laughs> I don't know if I do, honestly. I like I during that story I was like, "Ooh, I should have been thinking of something, but I was so distracted by <laughs> your painful tale." Um Yeah, I'm going to be honest, I don't know that I have any right now. Hmm, it's okay. You can I save don't think one I do. Yeah. Did, did you have been, a nice trip recently? I did have a nice trip. Yeah. I mean, that's I guess a good shit. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice you guys like you took some a little time off or was it mm. more like daytime off working at night? Uh, kind of that. Okay. Like I was there for like 5 days and did shows or like i was there for like four days and did shows like three of the four nights um i am uh i am currently now involved in a long distance relationship uh and so i was in uh new york for a week and it was really nice i really needed to sleep and i ended up sleeping a lot which was great well that's awesome yeah which uh yeah i don't know i i just like then i got home and i was sleeping poorly my sleep has been off the 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 weed Blueberries have not been working as well as they have been in the past. So I don't know if I need to up the dose or what. Probably. Um, maybe take that strong CBD oil. Yeah, maybe the strong one. Yeah, right I haven't taken the strong bed. one yet. My, uh, yeah, saw a lot of good movies. There's a lot of good movies out right now. What's your favorite you Oof, saw? I don't know. We saw Knives Out and Parasite and marriage story which whoa, do not watch that shit if you're sad because <laughs> it just looks so sad in it's the trailer. very sad but it's really good though oh. i mean it is really good but yeah i mean don't watch it if you are in an la new york long distance relationship oh, yeah <laughs> because it's just uh, watching two people fight over where their kid's gonna live oh my god so <laughs> specific real, yeah and they're la new york it is rough um but yeah and then i saw i saw that movie honey boy the other night by myself which was oh, kind of a treat yourself because oh my god that movie's so good he's like playing his own abusive dad yeah oh, in it it's so good it's he it. wrote it like in rehab oh my god yeah he went to the like some sort of a screening of it yeah. and like met shia labeouf Oh, yeah, cool. I was talking to him about it. It was crazy because I sent him a text and was like, I would go see this, but see it by yourself. He's like, I already saw it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, it was brutal. I mean, what a I saw a review that said, like, it's the most uh, cathartic movie they've seen in a long time. And I'm like, oh, that's exactly what it is. I oh, see wow. it. Like, imagine going to rehab and then writing a movie about your relationship with your abusive father wow. who you are now dealing with the PTSD of being oh raised by him gosh. in rehab. Like, yeah. Wow. So that's the movie. And it's like, cra- oh it's crazy God. to watch Shia LaBeouf play his dad and play him in a way that makes you like feel bad for his dad. Yeah. Like it's like, so it's such like an empathetic. Wow. I watch all these interviews with him where he's like, it helped me like understand my dad more. Like, wow. Oh my God. It's so artistically interesting and impressive he's so good dude he's really, really good Le- friggin LaBeouf. yeah Le- man Le- 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 oh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well 
Boy, lots of treasures and treats this episode. <laughs> yes, there was. Uh, this is coming out on uh, December 23rd, so happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Hope you're having a nice time with family. <laughs> They're not driving you crazy. Probably are, but <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Uh, you can go to KelseyCook.com for tour dates. I'm going to be, I'm in five different cities in January. Oh my gosh. I am going to be a tired little pup. Uh, but yeah, if you go to KelseyCook.com, you're going to see where I'm at. Uh, I'm going to be at Sketchfest in San Francisco, January 24th and 25th. And guess what? January 25th. Is the first self-helpless tour date of the year. Yeah, baby. Coming to you. (laughs) I'm so excited. In San Francisco on the 25th. Yes. We're going to be be doing... uh, We haven't decided if we're going to do a live podcast, if we're going to do some sort of hybrid of stand-up and TED Talk by Delaney. Oh, my gosh. podcast or something. But it's going to be great. So San Francisco, we're coming to you first. Yes. So exciting. That'll be fun, dude. That'll be fun. Um, go to ttomcomedy.com for uh, tour dates. I'm also in five different cities, I think. Uh, so it's going to be a lot. But just, yeah, go to my website. And uh, my Thriving or- Artists course will be out very, very soon. So if you have a product-based business that you'd like to get off the ground, um, check out at uh, Delaney Fisher on Instagram, and I'll let you know as soon as it's available. Hell yeah. Bye, guys. Talk See to you next ya. time. Happy holidays. Bye. 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 Love you. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content and ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.